0: Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTV brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast. Network. We are, we are. No, 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 That's right, we are 31 episodes strong and still have not gotten a cease and desist from Valletta Wallace over uh, over my sound drop. So, uh, Pod's winning in the long run. Uh, speaking of winning, speaking of Canada even, let's go with that non-sequitur. Uh, I know I've been focused a lot on the Spa, on Del Mar, but damn it, they do some pretty good horse racing north of the border. And this is the premier weekend of Canadian horse racing coming, especially with this Sunday with the Queen's Plate. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. I got someone here to look at this pick five on Sunday for the Queen's Plate with me. Uh, a good friend, someone I've known for about a year now who enriches my life every day. Uh, Friend of mine, I've been doing some uh, live streams with uh, for uh, Woodbine with ABR, uh, a man who told me before we started doing those live streams, listen, I pick winners when we do these. Don't get don't get rolled over, ladies and gentlemen. Mister JD Fox, JD, what's going on, man? Oh man, it's it's craziness
1: as uh, we prepare for my cross country travel from Arizona to uh, over the border. Air yeah. Canada. I don't know if you guys have noticed or heard. Like, they're losing a lot of luggage. There's a lot of delays. So I'm like, you know, fingers crossed. That's why I'm leaving on Friday for a Sunday uh, for a Sunday race because I figure, you know, I need to give them a little bit of time in case I have some issues. And uh, I know some uh, some people we know had some issues today getting up to uh, Woodbine as well. So uh, oh,
0: oh, really? Who I haven't heard the story yet. Who what? What happened? Oh, uh, Blackjack had some issues. Oh wow. Okay. That makes, well, unfortunate. It's hard to get across that border. I, I know, I I mean, I've been smuggled back and forth across it a few times, and uh, it never gets less harrowing. Uh, do you hedge the luggage bet by just maybe wearing every single thing that you're planning on taking with you on the flight? So the key move I'm making is
1: my suits that I have to wear because I'm being on a broadcast and trying to be all professional and at least acting the part. Uh, those are going carry-on, so I at least have those. Sure no matter what. And, you know, then everything else is, is just getting thrown into, uh, into thrown into the baggage hold. And we're going to cross our fingers and, uh, dealer change and all those things and, and do what we can.
0: Listen, if you're looking for something to wear that, uh, even if it's maybe a little bit wrinkled, it just kind of looks like that's how it should be. I just got to say, Joseph a bank makes a fantastic suit.
1: Joseph a bank. Yeah. You got to catch one of their sales. They do an excellent job.
0: If you buy the one, you get five free. Come on. How can you beat that? So let's go ahead. Let's talk about Woodbine. Uh, you and I, we've been doing the, the path to the plate. The, pe- the plate is here. Uh, but we've got a middle pick five. It's a $100,000 guaranteed, 20-cent base. Uh, Yankees out there, if you're not used to playing Canadian horses, that is the great thing about Canada. Uh, it's 20 cent base bets. Uh, so it's a 20 cent base pick five. It's a hundred thousand dollar guaranteed. Folks, if you're new to this, a uh, hundred thousand dollars guaranteed does not mean it's guaranteed to pay out a hundred thousand dollars. That's just the guaranteed money that will be in the pool. Uh, more than likely over that because other people will contribute. So it's a tough one to kick off. This opens 303 Eastern, race six, seven furlongs on the turf. It is a maiden special weight. For two year olds. And man, uh, it's it's a pretty tough one. It, it's hard to justify staying skinny here. Uh I, I know we say thin is in, but my tickets will be getting thicker than a bowl of cold biscuit batter later. Uh did you did you just throw the the field at this ticket here in the in the first race?
1: Yeah, we what we have here is my upside down pair uh ticket construction. <laughs> so we're starting <laughs> with the really thick part up top, and then we'll narrow and then there'll just be a little bit of a. A a hump in the middle. Um, The Dorito
0: shaped torso ticket. Uh,
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, One thing I will mention before we get going. So, Sunday at Woodbine, right now, we're looking at an 80% chance of rain, uh, but it is going to be like it sounds like one brief session sessions i almost made a good pun but i i failed in in doing so um just right before we look into the sequence so it's looking like an hour or two before the sequence so this is carded for the turf with two-year-olds um i would assume it's going to stay on the turf you know, unless it's a torrential downpour. But I just wanted to give people updates because if they if they take out their past performances at home, they'll notice there is an MTO uh, number thirteen in this race, Magic Tomahawk, who I don't see getting in this race. Who I don't see why they're necessarily an MTO with a turf pedigree. I, I don't know, but it's a very tough field, and and I'm going deep, and you're going deep. I'm going seven deep in this spot, and I think you're pretty similar. It's it's really tough to tell. We've got a few raced. Two-year-olds here and then we've got a bunch of first-time starters and uh, this is the time of year where you have this weird mixture of you have a horse like the four that's already ran four times and then you have some first-time starters with some massive pedigrees that still could be pretty good debuting in August of their two-year-old campaign.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you, uh, it looks like number 12 Curlin's ghost currently the, uh, is the morning line favorite, uh, set at, I believe three to one, uh, which is a, I mean, an interesting horse. I think the horse is actually even more interesting. If you move this to all weather, uh, there, there are two pedigrees that anytime you move to all weather for the first time, I love betting their progeny as soon as they make it to the all weather. Cause they seem to pop, just pop as soon as they get to it, which is uh Curlin and candy ride. Uh, absolutely love those, those first time all, all weather horses. I didn't use it. I, I think I kept, I, I decided, okay, this still, this stays on. And I kind of ap- approached it with just how I would normally approach maiden races, quite honestly. Um, who ended up being your your top pick here? Because I, I have, I feel like five top picks, but I narrowed it to one. Uh, my top pick is the
1: five venti. Um, How I take my one coffee that I might have in a month, uh, the Mm -hmm. venti uh, for Cassie with Patrick Husbands aboard Um, a very even effort in the debut on the synthetic surface, but I think showed a little more life in the in the turf debut last time out on July 24th, Um, you know, basically ran in place and did have a little bit of a rally inside. Um, to close out the race. Um, I think this is actually probably going to end up being a a slightly easier spot for this horse. Uh, But again, this horse does appear to be trip dependent, wants to be mid pack. And uh, with uh, a full field of 12 signed on here and their two year olds, who knows what two year old is going to run sideways down the turf course. Who knows who won't, who will miss a turn and force somebody out six, uh, six wide. So there's some talent in here, but there's a lot of question marks. So Venti, my top selection um, I don't think either of us are using the 12
0: on our ticket is, is that correct? I I'm not, I, I think if this moves to all weather, then I 100% throw that 12 on my ticket just for the, the aforementioned pedigree angle of liking the Curlin baby. Uh, plus, I mean, I mean, Jose Carroll does pretty well in the second career start, uh, Luis Contreras, uh, you know, pairing up with uh, Carroll, I believe it like a 23% clip right now, uh, winning with a positive ROI. So I, I mean, if, if I, I just like the horse a little bit better if it comes, you know, to all weather. Uh, I also, I'm sucker for you know a horse that encountered trouble first out, so there might even be just like a YOLO bet on on twelve in my own personal play, you know. Yeah, so I'm I'm also tossing the twelve just because I think
1: the twelve is going to be incredibly overbet in this spot, uh, given what we saw on debut. Um, Gabble's Ghost, the uh, uh, dam of this horse, uh, a six-time Grade Three winner. Never won a grade two, never won a grade one, won six grade threes, which is impressive in its own right. But for Josie Carroll, um, Luis Contreras, I mean, this horse on paper, you know, with the pedigree, with the works uh, leading into the debut, you know, looked like a no brainer, but did not run one step in that race and kind of passed some tiring horses late. Um, I'm willing to throw this horse out strictly in value might be the best horse here, but I think we're looking at seven to five, eight to five. And in this type of field, in this type of race, um, I can't include them on a deep ticket. This horse will have to beat me.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the rundown of who I use in this ticket. I'm going to just give you kind of the logic behind my choices. Uh, I have two theories of things that I, I absolutely look for in maiden races and they are in complete, uh, conflict with each other ladies and gentlemen
1: simple minds
0: i like horses that dare other that will dare the other horses to pass them in the stretch and then i also love horses that have learned how to pass uh so i really kind of just threw everything uh at at this race and and used uh you know my love of equipment changes so i ended up one two five nine and ten uh one being uh sooner lunar who looks like could be early speed for michael doyle uh, the two Fighting Irish uh, adds the blinks. That's the reason for that one. Uh, the five Venti, only horse that's shown really that it can pass other horses. Mark Cassie trained. You really can't go wrong there, and that's also my top pick. Uh, the nine Baba Voss with uh, Kevin for Kevin Atard. and then you got to use the the Mark Cassie when you're at Woodbine, right? Yeah, indeed. And and Baba Voss is probably the most interesting
1: horse of the first time starters, is a half to consumer spending. Um, who, you know, just finished uh, third last month in the Belmont Oaks Invitational, won the Wonder again, um, won the Selma at Laurel, uh, ran in the juvenile Phillies turf last year. So uh definitely interesting uh pedigree there. Um and you know, very interesting to see how this horse comes out first up. I am um, one, two, four, five, seven, nine, and ten. Um, The seven is going to be the other horse I want to talk about here, just because this is a 20 to one morning line um, on a gelded son of lemon drop kid. And this dam has not produced a whole lot, but what's very tough to, to figure out you know, looking at what this dam's done. Okay. Only one horse has hit the winner's circle. That horse won their first two races and then never won again. So there is a bit of sure. win early pedigree here. There is turf pedigree on this, on this side. So I think if you're going deep, um, Arnie P was kind of my target here for, um, the long shot, um, in the, in the, in the seven horses I have here. So one, two, four, five, seven, nine, ten this is going to be a very fascinating race with a lot of unknowns and we'll go deeper. I'm sure chase, uh, once we move past this leg and actually have some form and some things to talk about.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So we agree on a, a lot of those. Um, he threw in a great price there with the seven, but let's go ahead. Let's move to number two, right after we get in a quick commercial break from sports gambling podcast network, come back for more notorious. So we'll be right back. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And also, Win just released their first QB with 5 TDs prop bets. There's so much to choose from, all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now... What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is the one-stop shop for you savvy sports bettors out there. It's a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deals. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, protective game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire oddstrader the number one site for all your game day bets welcome back to the notorious otv brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network so many sound drops so race seven it's a mile and three eighths on the inner turf no, There are different turf courses. Always pay attention to how those things are shaped though. Cause it changes how they play dram- dramatically. It's a $40,000 optional claimer. There's Not a lot of frills here with the conditions, just a straight up $40,000 optional claimer. Uh, another fairly interesting little race. Uh, mainly because uh, the question I think is where does the pace come from here? Yeah.
1: And, and definitely that's kind of the concern. I think you have one or two places that you would look for the potential pace to come from. Uh, One of those is the one frosted icing Um, or I'm only too deep here. And my number two choice in this race is the 10 tycoon 20 to one morning line. I think tycoon goes out there and there's a couple angles here that we have to look at when we talk about woodbine that people that, you know, obviously follow this podcast and and talk about the spa and Del Mar may not know the jockeys, but if you are in Canada and you have a horse you want to get on the lead, you find Juan Crawford's agent and you get him aboard as quickly as humanly possible. So this move, and obviously this horse has you know, had Crawford up before has had Crawford up this year for a win at Fort Erie. Um, This horse is comfortable with Juan. Juan knows his directive here, which is get this horse to lead. I think one of the key things you look at with this horse, obviously coming off of, you know, 10 beaten 16 and a half and eight beaten five and a quarter You know, not exactly great things, but this is a gigantic drop in class. And this is also, you know, obviously stretching out. Um, This horse ran a decent race on uh, closing day last year, November, or not closing day, but um, the last race of this horse's uh, 2021 campaign, November 27th, going a mile and an eighth. First time this horse really stretched out, was in it, top of the stretch, then just faded. Um, The other thing I'm, I'm really looking at here with this horse and being able to maybe maintain some of the speed is this horse has had 35 days off. You look at what this horse has done this year. Race seven days off. Race 12 days off. Race seven days off. Race 14 days off. I think this horse needed a break. This horse got a break of a little over a month. I think we're going to see a fresh tycoon giving the pace and setting it up for Chase. I'm only too deep here, and I have to go. If anybody follows me in handicapping, I get obsessed with this horses that don't win i love horses that don't win and six there goes jojo is a horse that does not win but makes complete sense in this field we're going back to october 8th 2020 to find the last time this horse hit the winner's circle but there's so many good check performances here and so many performances in much tougher fields that crush this field on paper so you have to take a look at the condition of the race. And as you said, Chase, this is a pretty straightforward condition for Woodbine in these uh allowance conditions and starter allowances. You can get some very um convoluted ones. Like, you know, the last race, there goes Jojo ran. I mean, we'd sit here for 20 minutes. If I read the condition, this is a pretty straightforward one and this is a gigantic drop in class. And I think, you know, the last time this horse ran in this type of uh company was right after, you know, was a maiden claiming horse and then ran into the claiming ranks and won three straight races. That's the last time this horse really met horses of this level of this calendar. I mean, this horse has been running is multiple uh, graded stakes placed, um, you know, six wins and 34 career starts. I think those are the two horses. I think Tycoon sets it up for there goes Jojo. So the two horses I'm using in my pick five.
0: Very nice. I, I liked uh the, There Goes Jojo quite a bit. Uh, I mean, Kazushi Kimura, you really can't go wrong with Kazushi Kimura right now, at Woodbine. Uh, I actually, I landed on Canadian Pharaoh as my uh, my number one pick. However, I do, I I really like that 10 on the outside as a horse that could maybe just get brave and absolutely steal it on the front because there's a, there's a big question of, of where this pace comes from. Uh, I thought there might be a little bit of question of, can the 10 actually handle the distance it's got some pedigree some distance pedigree on the bottom line it most definitely does uh being out of a pulpit mare uh but i I think it might set up you know uh being out there maybe you know a little bit loose on the lead and canadian pharaoh getting up to nip it to nip a little bit late an american pharaoh baby which i always feel do a lot better on the turf uh you know small sample size but uh sahin savachi looks like uh pairs up with a Nicholas Nosawinko fairly well. And I kind of just saw the horse sitting that kind of just first run trip uh, off of it. But uh, there goes Jojo. Yes, absolutely love. And yeah, I gotta include that 10 just in case the horse gets brave, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. And you oftentimes, you know, you're looking at a horse like the 10. This gives you the 16th race of the career. They haven't asked this horse to do it. The pedigree says they can, but obviously, you know, the trainers and there've been uh, a couple for this horse, uh, been in the Allison Jennings barn for a while. uh, Norm McKnight uh, originally started all the way back in the day with Larry Jones at Oakland. one on debut. Um, You know, this, obviously they they thought this was a sprinter throughout and they're giving this horse a chance finally. But, uh, you know, four-year-old Gelding has just a natural turn of foot, can get to the front here from the outside. I mean, this is the type of horse that can spring a big upset. And this is also a type of horse that, I mean, I would be shocked if it's 20 to one. I'm expecting, you know, we're going to be sitting 30, 35 to one uh, when the when the gates open. Uh, yeah, it should be
0: a good race. Uh, Ten. I mean, definitely. I see some price bloat there. So moving on, this is where we hit the first of the graded stakes races. Race eight, the one mile King Edward stakes. It's a Grade to two hundred thousand dollar purse. It is for three years old and up. I. Uh, I thought this was a pretty salty little race, but I decided to get bold, and uh, I'm singling here. Um, Yes, yeah, I'm singing I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle.
1: Yeah. Now- I, Did I you hope also get bold? I, I'm too deep here. I'm hoping your single is somewhat near the outside of the field. You would be correct. You would be
0: 100% correct.
1: Okay, so my deduction here will give that – you think there's a horse that could potentially wire this field going back in doing something that this horse hasn't done for a while, which is run a flat mile. And the last time this horse ran a flat mile, uh, absolutely crushed in a grade one. I thought the
0: horse would be forwardly placed. Yes. Um, eh, actually, this is a horse that I like to come uh, maybe just sit a little bit off the pace. I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, man. So,
1: so, so, okay. So I am six, Seven. And therefore, you have singled March to the Arch. Yeah, you got me. You got me. Okay. That
0: is one hundred percent where I went.
1: I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk. Town Cruise uh, the six, and you can talk March to the Arch here. So, yeah, Town Cruise that works. Um, won the Rico Woodbine Mile last year, impressively, in one of the most painstaking uh, handicapping situations I've ever been put in. Where we're on the the ABR uh, live show for the the mile. And we all love this horse to wire the field. And like a minute before post, we're still getting like 19, 20 to one on this horse. Gates open eight to one, wires the field. One twenty five 125 time form US uh, speed figure. Um, space Traveler got second. I gave out that exact on the air. So talking about winner's chase, that was a big exact of that day at Woodbine. Um, they came back in the New York Arctic, which is a six furlong sprint. And it was a yielding course that day that was probably not a course that most tracks would have ran over. It was you needed a you needed a boat to get across the track. Um, so I'm willing to throw that performance out and then came back at a mile and a quarter. Um, first off the bench and speed and fade. So and that was off of a 286 day layoff. So really, for me, I think town cruise is the only speed here. It's the lone F. And I think there's a good chance that Town Cruise can take this field wire to wire. If this if that does not happen, in Town Cruise again is speed and fade, because um, you know this horse usually fires first time up, so that's a little concerning that this horse didn't have that normal. Uh, performance uh, is getting older, seven-year-old year. That's where I do bring March the Arch in. And and it sounds like you want March the Arch closer to the lead. I want March the Arch to be like strolling by, uh, by himself at the absolute back of this pack and just make one
0: move around the turn. I was, trying, I was trying to be elusive. I was trying to be hard to get. Yeah, I, that's 100% how I see it setting up is Marcy Arch coming from pretty far back. Uh, there's going to be a good amount of pace here. Uh, Town Cruise, you mentioned. Uh, I also thought uh, Hadassah, uh, based off that last run uh, for Kevin Atard, that horse is going to be sent too. Uh, and then uh, Philo uh, Ariana on the inside for Mark Cassie in the two hole. Uh, was another one I thought. So I thought you have a three-horse speed duel, and it really sets up pretty well for March the Arch. If you look back in March the Arch's history, uh, he's, you know, one second off the uh, layoff at Woodbine on a good turf surface before. Uh, I I think it just kind of, this horse might fit, you know, perfectly. Uh, I'm not sure if it it gets so wet that, as my buddy Malcolm Bamford over across the pond in Newcastle says, that the, the turf gets bottomless. But I, I'm, I'm sure it's probably a little bit, uh, a little bit soft. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I think that this really sets up well, just from a, a pace setup uh, standpoint for March to the Arch. So I went bold single with March to the Arch.
1: What's interesting here is uh, you, Sheryl Spite is in this race, and we did not talk about Shirl Spite at all. The it's last few performances have uh, had me, you know, cause for concern. But if we were having this conversation in April, Chase. You know, we'd look at, oh, well, Cheryl Spite will be, you know, four to five in this spot and should crush. And yep. uh, obviously those three in a row, including um, the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Stakes uh, at Tampa Bay, which is oh, just a, one of those weird named races that I hate. Name it after a horse, please, Tampa Bay Downs. And then the makers, Mark Mile, obviously, that was a very impressive uh, performance uh, beating horses like Mason, move like straight um, others in that field. So, uh, again, a good horse. Um, but you know, came back up to Woodbine, uh, in the Connington cup, just had nothing was empty. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see what Roger outfield does, um, with this horse going forward, obviously already ran a bunch in this campaign. This is a good barometer for where, uh, you know, is sheryl spike going to continue in 21 or in 22, or is this going to be a shutdown race? Um, Cheryl spike could upset us. That's the one horse that I'm concerned about, but you know. Uh, really march the arch wins we both we both move on chase and that's uh, that's good enough
0: for me that works for me as long as the team dream is alive that's what i'm talking about we are going to take a quick break here on the notorious otv when we come back we've got the back half of this card starting with race nine at woodbine the canadian stakes it's a grade two we'll be right back to talk about this race here on the notorious otv Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from pick'em and survivor to fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. Hop in now and reserve your spot. $500 $500 cash plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. Sign up today at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com SGPN. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. They just passed 4 million users and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First in eSport, you can choose two more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's pics with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to just ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB. It's mine. I'm going to my name one more time. Check it. It's the N O T O R I O U S. U just lay down slow. I should work on my freestyle rapping. That might add an extra dimension that has yet to be seen uh, in the horse racing potosphere. What do you think? I'm going to go with no. Solid. I'm going to go with no. You traditionally give me very wise advice about uh, how to interact in this, in a public place. So uh, yeah, I, am probably going to need to follow that, that, uh, that social cue as well. So well, yeah, I built the I...
1: audience, get the, get like a Patreon following and that can be Patreon exclusive content chase. That's really where you need to take that.
0: That's that it. You're 100% right. It should be behind a paywall. Um, all right. So the Canadian stakes, it's a mile and an eight on the turf. I, I I mean, if you like big prices, I, I think I, I have a horse that could steal it on the front. But I thought this was a really tough race to suss out, if you will.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest question, you know, jumping straight into it is Feb Rover, uh, the two and what this horse is. So obviously debuted in the uh, in North America last time out in the dance smartly. Uh, ran second, you know, got an easy lead up front and just faded. And it's tough to tell, was it, you know, it it was a very, very soft lead, soft fractions. Was it the, you know, 247 day layoff? Was it, you know, Lasix for the first time? I I don't know, like what difference, what changed in this horse that this horse, you know, just faded in the best possible scenario, um, at two to one in the dance smartly. I I don't know. It's very tough to say, but I will say this horse hasn't won in, in quite some time. You have to go back to Deauville, August 22nd, 2020 to find a win uh, for this horse Um, was running in great competition in England and Ireland. Um, And then of course, everybody's uh, favorite race, the Bahrain international trophy in Bahrain, you know, that, that big $1.3 million grade three event in Bahrain that we all stay up and watch every year. Um,
0: I actually own a timeshare in Bahrain, um, which oh. you're welcome to come with me for. It's a big racing weekend, I got to say, every time. You, you'd be surprised how big that party is.
1: It just seems like a, a great non-alcoholic uh, event for everybody involved. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Feb Rover is a big question. And for me, you know, from a value perspective, I think Feb Rover is going to get be- heavily in the spot. I have chosen to stay away from Feb Rover, so I'm four deep in this race. But I want to start and hear about your. I think I know who you're talking about as your long shot play that might take this on the front end because it's a horse I am not using.
0: Well, I say long shot play. I need to confirm with the odds, but I, I, it was Angelou, the four. Yeah. Uh, 12 to one one on the morning line. Yeah. With Luis Contreras. Uh, I, the way I kind of saw it was, uh, it it looks like there are maybe, maybe two horses that, that go, but it looks like, I mean, it looks like, uh, angelou could be you know pretty effective speed on the front uh i i i don't know this one seems tough i I always feel like the longer the the turf distance get gets the the harder it is to figure out the pace and what tactics are actually going to be and and to get it you know kind of projected out um i might end up being four deep here or sorry uh two uh, three deep uh I, I think you have to use Fev, Fev Romer, but I also think you have to use Bella Gamble as the horse that can maybe pick up the pieces. If things really get hot on the front If Angelou does go. And then I think you have to use Angelou. Cause it's another horse that I think is a get brave on the front, uh, you know, candidate. Uh, but I, I'll be honest. I had a really tough time with this one. Yeah. And, and angelous it's just such an interesting
1: horse, you know, a horse that started, uh, you know, it's had the same ownership group the entire time, blue heaven farm, who also, uh, bred the horse, uh, by Curlin out of the Indian Charlie mare Roxy Gap. Um, started at Woodbine, uh, did not win a maiden in two tries, then decided, okay, we're going to try the Naira circuit, moved into the barn of Todd Pletcher, had two starts, and they're very similar performances, both of them. It was a second place followed by a third place, a second place followed by a third place. Came back for the four-year-old campaign to Woodbine and you know, won the maiden by 10 and a quarter at even money, and won uh, the the first up allowance event um, by four and a quarter. Uh, Luis Contreras uh, remains aboard I, again. Definitely looks like the speed of the field. But this is just such a massive class drop from going from breaking the maiden, first level allowance company to a grade two with with several proven commodities. So uh, I am looking at you know probably the four moving out. Um, Along with the seven, I think the seven is kind of sneaky. You're not going to see a lot of it on paper, but if you go back and really dig to the the races in France, this was a horse that liked to be in the front um, and tends to be near there. And I think that's one of the things that um, Kazushi Kimura might have to do for, um, for Cassie here, because I think you've got to stay out of the way of the two Feb Rover um, who, again, had an easy lead last time so i'm not expecting we're going to see february over on the lead this time i think the cassie charge that's going to be near the front is key flower so i am one three six eight because i am looking for horses that can pick up the pieces i think flirting bridge is my top selection here again third start in north america but the first one was so impressive julian leperu just held the horse back and then won for fun in the allowance event at Churchill Downs. Uh, a little disappointing last time out at Parks, but again, Princess Grace got a really easy lead that day, and Julian Le- and Julian Le- Lepreau had really no choice but to pass the rest of the field. That was basically what was going to happen because they spotted Princess Grace that ama- that lead, and it just wasn't going to happen. So um, Flavian Pratt aboard. Uh, Flavian uh, coming up uh, from New York for um, the next race. We'll talk about the Queen's Plate, but gets a good mount here. Uh, for the Brandon Walsh barn, uh, Flirting Bridge, my top selection. But I am going deep here because I think it's going to be a pace uh, a, a pace heavy affair where somebody's got to, have to p- pick up the pieces. One, three, six, and eight for me.
0: All right, so I ended up two, four, eight, Bev Rover, uh, Angelou, and then also with Bella Gamba from the outside for uh, Ignacio Correas with uh, Vincent Vincent Chimont up. I hope I didn't just like over French that just egregiously there whenever I pronounced it. I did, my bad. As someone whose last name is sometimes over-frenched, I understand. So, here we go. It's the Money Leg Race 10. The the one that we've had a road to. All I got to say is... uh, Time to get paid, blow up like the World trade. So, I know talking beforehand, we thought this might be a pretty easy race. Uh, There's one horse that's really shown itself to be... uh, you know, quite the contender for this one. Uh, in its last race, I, I believe it hit 88 miles per hour and it managed to travel back to 1955.
1: Moira is a single for me in this spot. Um, the Philly going against the boys. Um, we didn't mention in the last race and I, I should have one of the horses I used, uh, money for row tried the same thing last year, won the Yokes and then ran in this spot and, and finished fourth. Um, I'm expecting something different with Moira. Um, Rafael Hernandez had a choice. The jockey of uh, Moira um, also could have been the jockey on Rondour, who's your second choice in the morning line. Um, Made the choice early for Moira because we were on the air for it, Chase. Moira had about as much in the way of antics pre-race as humanly possible. And yet still won by 10 and three quarters in one of the more, once I tell you guys the backstory, one of the more amazing performances you're ever going to see. So, um, I know gambling, we're we're not really talking about horseman terms very much. So, um, we're going to be talking about shoes here for, for 60 seconds. I'm sorry, Chase. No, Um, do it. This horse is very energetic. That's what we've learned. And that's what Rafi Hernandez has came out this week and said in the press that this horse isn't wound up. It's just energetic. It gets excited before the race. So they decided, Hey, we're going to take this horse away from the other horses at, uh, uh woodbine there's two paddocks there's an indoor paddock where they generally saddle and then there's an outdoor paddock where they show off the uh the horses for people to see in the crowd um so they decided to saddle this horse in the outdoor paddock. this horse i mean there's bricks and things out there this horse got excited bent a shoe you know that was going to happen um then the farrier came over to try to fix the shoe and the horse kicked the farrier um which is not ideal in any circumstance. So there was no farrier available on the grounds to repair the shoe in a timely manner. So all they had to do, and I still don't know who did this, and they are a brave, brave human being for doing it. They did. They had to take both shoes off the horse. They couldn't put the shoes on. They didn't have anybody qualified to do that. But somebody took the back of a hammer and, and took the shoes off. Uh, more power to them. Uh, the horse gets on track and, you know, looks a little sweaty, looks a little worked up. Uh, wins by 10 and three quarters. Gets in yeah. the winner's circle. Uh, almost runs into the bushes and almost makes Rafi Hernandez look like uh, Bob Baffert after Authentic's Derby and taking a spill in the in the uh, winter circle. Yeah, uh, that did not happen. Uh, but Moira looks to be the the best of best. This is obviously a step up going against the boys. Um, uh, but this is an angle that's worked in the history of this race. We're in the 163rd running. We've had 37. Uh, Phillies win this race and the majority of them have been in the last 30 years. It's something like 16 uh, Phillies have won this race in the last 30 years. Uh, this is an angle that goes and, and is time proven. So to me, um, Moira is a single on all of the multi-race exacts you're looking at here. We're obviously focused on the middle pick five on this podcast. There was a a larger guarantee pick five that started in race nine. The last race we talked about, which is guaranteed at 250,000. I think this horse is a single in, in both of those ways. And, And once you gush a little bit on Moira chase, then we'll, we'll talk about how people can make some money in this race.
0: I mean, I haven't seen a horse put out a more like just physically impressive performance uh, than Moira in the last few months. Like it it was a very noteworthy run the way the way that she just pulled away from that field, Uh, especially when, like you said, all the antics, you thought that this horse was 100 percent vulnerable. This just looks like a like a Bo Jackson, get them in a uniform and get them to the stadium kind of, you know, kind of horse. Like I I really like Moira. I still went deeper, though. I still went deeper, and uh, I might be going back to the well. Maybe I've got the warm tinglies from her last Woodbine stream. Whenever Don Loopol, uh, nudged me onto this horse, I made the I made the leap on my own, but she definitely gave me a gigantic nudge there. Uh, the ten Surf for sure uh, for uh, Mark Cassie. Uh, this horse just showed up and ran a huge race. I liked the workout pattern going into it. Don said the horse looked spectacular in the uh, in the paddock. Uh, do you like surfer for sure's chances? to uh maybe get up for this one, uh, albeit at probably a drastically reduced price this time. Yeah, eight to one morning line for
1: Surfersure. Um I think that's a little light. I think this or I are a little too you know hopeful. I think this horse is probably five to one, six to one, because we'll talk sure. about some absolute tosses that I have in this race. Um but Surfer sure is an impressive beast and and obviously you know getting two turns for the first time last time out was just a gigantic advantage for this horse. And we're going to see as the distances improve, this horse is only going to get better um, built like a tank, uh, had a, had a great turn of foot, um, you know, one kind of going away in the plate trial. Um, you know, I, I think surfer sure is the logical second choice here. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that surfer sure is on the same level of Moira, but I think they're a good pair. If, if, we're looking at really getting a uh, d- full d- full on DJ and chase and looking at King two horses in a super, that might be a play that I might make and get some larger value by saying, okay, mm-hmm. I think Moir is going to finish first. I think surfisher is going to finish second. Let's try to find a couple of the horses to conclude it. And let's up the, um, the base wager that I make on it, make it a couple bucks instead of the 20
0: cent base and, yeah. uh, you know, have a party. This is a wish they had a super high five uh, kind of kind of race, honestly, because I actually I really like that structure. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, taking your shots. If you if you can use a lot of horses, you can use a lot of horses, though, if you make a stand at some point. I like that you're making the stand in first and second. It gives you some protection on the back end of that. So uh the, the we left out one horse we haven't talked about. Um, and what, what can we say? Just like a big lovable dummy. Ron Uh I, I mean, I think the horse isn't without a shot. Um, and for, I mean, for not a, a brilliant guy, he certainly got it athletically, you know? What do you think of Ron uh,
1: Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, if you're just, if you're separating me as the horse player trying to take money and me for like who I'm personally rooting for in the race, um, I think Katarina Vasilyeva, if you're not familiar with, with her story, um, a lot will come up this week about, um, you know, her, you know, some of her family escaping Ukraine and living with her in Canada right now. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things when it comes to Katarina and you look at this horse, you know, she's been at this game for a long time in the Marine. That was her first ever graded stakes win with Rondour. I think Rondour um, is definitely, um, you know, we talked about Moira just being excitable, not necessarily, you know, the connection saying, okay, she's not really, you know, a head case. I mean, a lot of people with this horse have mentioned, okay, this horse is a head case. Um, You know, a lot of talent still hasn't figured it out. I mean, we're we're only five career starts. I mean, still time to figure it out. And when this horse runs straight and, and settles down, I mean, this horse is a very, very strong contender. You got Flavian Pratt coming up from New York to ride. Uh, There's a lot of things in the positive direction for this horse. Um, One of the things that I'm, you know, slightly concerned about is the distance. I mean, this horse was, you know, Pedigree wise and really where they're setting up this horse. I mean, this horse is a one-turn sprinter by pedigree trade. And whether this horse can get the distance being more of a front-running type horse, that's going to be a big question mark to me. But I think Rondour is definitely a contender. I think the three to one morning line is the second choice, is um, you know, probably wise and and value uh for this horse and and well pegged. Um, probably my fourth choice in this race, to be honest. Um, Rondour, a lot of talent personally rooting for Katarina Veselieva, uh, one of the great horsewomen in our uh, whole industry. But uh, I, I don't see, I see just on that, that next tier down in horses in this race.
0: All right. Now there's one that I'm going to mention because I think it's just a, one that you should probably use underneath on your tickets. Uh, the Duke of Love uh, for uh, Josie Carroll with uh, Justin Stein up. If you watch the replay of the last race, and this is just kind of a, a chronic thing with the horse, it seems, as it has trouble changing leads. If, that, if they can figure out that lead change, issue then this horse is dangerous it's very dangerous but it's just a question of has the 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 switch finally flipped so i I would say that's what i'd like to use underneath Uh, i probably don't stretch and use it on my my ticket if the price gets astronomical i might put a win bet on it
1: and and here's and here's where i'm concerned with this horse i think that again this horse is super talented we've gone three straight races where this horse has not only not changed the uh, for the home stretch, but also ran sideways for portions of the home stretch. Yeah, those are concerns. And since yeah. we're talking about this race from a gambling perspective, you see that ownership line, Chase, and that's where the value goes away for me. I mean, this is a my race horse horse, and my horse horse horses get bet because they sure. have so many owners. And that's something that even though this is going to be a massive pool on a big day, we saw it with you know, even dating back to authentic. And that even though authentic really sprung up my racehorse to another level you look at the value you were getting on authentic versus the perceived value in the market and there was a big difference there just straight solely based on ownership so if you're attacking this race from a win end i don't think duke of love has any value for me that's fair not and that and that's you know if there's a scratch or two in this race and duke of loves the second best horse in this race and sometimes you sometimes in our own mind we're like okay i think this horse is going to win but this horse that you know is probably the second best horse there's some value here so i'm going to play this horse instead because if something goes wrong hey this is where my value line leads um i just don't think there's any way on a win end in this race that duke of love is going to provide value so i think what you're doing which is not what a lot of people are going to do is if you want to key this horse in underneath, if you want to even get risky and say, okay, I want to key this horse into third and go a little looser in your first second and fourth spots in a super or something like that. I think Duke of love makes a lot of sense because I think Duke of love, even if Duke of love doesn't change leads, even if Duke of love runs sideways down the stretch against these horses, he's finished second or fourth basically against all the big contenders in this race. So if he figures those out, and Josie Carroll is obviously a great horsewoman. She's trying everything she possibly can to do it. And Justin Stein has been very honest. We had a good interview with him that Don Lupo mm-hmm. did on our ABR coverage before uh, the play trial. Basically said, yeah, this horse runs sideways in the stretch, doesn't want to change leads. They're doing a lot of things in the morning, but a lot of this is the afternoon head game that will only get better the more time this horse is, horse sure. is out in the afternoon. So uh, definitely uh, an interesting horse that. I'm going to say wait and see on from a win end, but something definitely include on your tickets.
0: So I'm going to give you a trifecta play here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take my strongest opinion. I'm going to key it in first, which is going to be Moira. In, se- in second and third, though, I'm going to kind of do a little bit of like a key box sort of thing uh, where I'm going to use uh, Turnstone, uh, Surfer Sure, and Rondeur, uh underneath uh in second and third. So Moira keyed over those three horses. Uh, Ironstone I mean is a need the lead, but not a need the lead absolutely quit without it sort of horse. Uh so I, I like that horse's chance to maybe grind out uh, a second or third place in this race.
1: Yeah, I, I look at one of my big concerns with Ironstone is has not won a race past six and a half furlongs. Um yeah. so hangs around but doesn't have that same footing and and you know, has the lead, had a lead in the Marine, uh, Ron just, you know, passed it with no, no issue, but, um, Kazushi Kimura board, um, has ridden the horse once before. Um, and it was back in a, you know, the Queenston, which again was not a great performance. They tried to rate Ironstone that day. It didn't actually end up working out. And then all of a sudden like the heavens opened and there was a path for Ironstone and just couldn't get through lost, um, by a little more than a head. Um, I think one, one horse I want to mention here, just strictly from a throw out perspective is, you know, I don't see any way causing mayhem factors into this race at all. Um, And now I have to talk about the post draw a little bit. If you're not familiar with how the post is drawn for this race, it's very similar to what you see a lot of the quarter horse stakes where they had a draw. And that what that draw was, was for uh, the ownership and the trainer to choose the position in the starting gate. They want the horse. So what was interesting is Moira wanted that eight slot, even though there were some inside slots available. for sure wanted the 10. Um, When, when they chose when Cosm Mayhem chose, there were some inside spots. They wanted the 11 and that shows me they're going to try to gun for the lead here. And I just see an absolute replay of what happened in the plate trial, but there's more depth of horses here than what we saw in the plate trial. Um, Pletcher um, has run in this race before won this race back in 98. But this is definitely not an A tier Pletcher horse. Um, So, you know, broke the main at Belmont, muddy surface on a race that was washed off the turf. Ran okay on scent, gonna go longer on scent. I just don't see a way that causing mayhem factors into this race other than being early speed.
0: All right. Well, that was it. That was leg 10. We're gonna get one last break in when we come back. We'll wrap this uh, show up. We'll, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll chit chat. A little coffee talk. We'll be right back. Everyone wants a custom experience, and the folks at Trade Coffee are here to give you that. They've got expert-tasted coffees. They've got a first-match guarantee. That's right. They're so confident that they're going to match you with the custom roast that you want, that they will take your feedback, and the actual coffee expert will work with you to send you a brand-new bag for free if they don't get it right the first time. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Listen, we have all been in a situation where we are light on cash, but you know what? Your old buddy Dave is here. Dave is the banking app that helps help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to put in your tank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on bills. You can tackle those expenses with the help of your old pal Dave. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, Man, JD, thanks for coming by. I, I You have just an impressive knowledge of, of Woodbine. I I'll admit, uh, you, you put me to shame with the Woodbine knowledge. So I really appreciate you coming in and talking this uh, sequence. It's been a really good road to the Queens plate. I have, you've seen some great horses. There've been some pretty good races.
1: Yeah. And, and really we're going to see Woodbine continue. Obviously this is a big weekend, but, um, Woodbine mile will be coming up, uh, next month. Uh, there'll be a lot more big stakes action from Woodbine. Um, also going to be great next year. Um, I I want to get in the audience, the audience's head for coming out to the Queens plate next year. Uh, the new hotel is going to be open. That's a six story hotel. That's attached directly to the track. Uh, the new casino is going to be open. Although Chase, I think right now, what might be more tempting for me to tell people is because they're, they're doing the new casino. Um, there are actually like table games that are basically like underneath the grandstand right now, which is very oh. dangerous for people like myself and Dan be there this weekend. Uh, but uh, the standalone casino uh, will be open and it's just a great time. It's a, it's Canada's biggest race party. There's a lot of the same atmosphere that you see with the American triple crown um, in terms of bands performing and all of this pomp and circumstance. And it definitely differs in feel Then leg two of the Canadian Triple Crown. Again, remember, um, you know, they move venues to Fort Erie Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. the Prince of Wales. Mm -hmm. And based on when Fort Erie is running now, the second leg of the Canadian Triple Crown will be on a Tuesday. So it's hard to get hyped for that. But this is always going to be the marquee event. This is the big event at Woodbine. And Woodbine, if you've never been there, is one of the absolute most beautiful uh, race courses in North America, if not the world, um, they do a great job. Everything is above board and as nice as can be. There, um, something a little bit of something for everybody. They've got you know one of the best roast beef sandwiches you're ever going to have anywhere in the grandstand. Enjoy it. It's kind mm-hmm. of the go-to thing there. Uh, there's lots of things to do in Toronto. Um, you know the Blue Jays are usually home around the the time for this. You know they try to make everything match up, so it, it usually works well. Chase,
0: that's. That's awesome. It sounds like an awesome weekend. I'm pretty jealous of uh, your uh, opportunity to go go this weekend. That sounds great because uh, I mean Woodbine is 100% on one of my bucket list tracks. Have to have to get there, and uh, I would 100% be the person in line to uh, get a horse bet in and calling in plays to the roulette table like a goddamn third base coach. Just, yeah, 33 black, bring it on home. Let's do this. Uh, JD, man, thanks so much for, for joining me. Uh, what time is your stream, uh, on uh, Sunday for, uh, ABR for uh, Woodbine? How dare you as a host do a great
1: job of leading me to a question that I do not directly have the answer to off the top of my head. Um, I Sometimes will, I will, I will, I will pad, <laughs> I will pad, I will pad just for a second sure. while I load up my run sheet for the show in my email and say that we're going live at 4 PM Eastern time. Uh, the Queens plate, uh, will be run, uh, I believe, at 5.43 Eastern time is uh, is the post time. And again, uh, it is kind of, it's not smack dab in the middle of the card, but there's, um, you know, it's race 10 on the card. There's It's a 13 race card. It's going to be a lot of fun on Sunday at Woodbine the whole day. Um, there's lots of uh, good racing to be had um, at Woodbine. There's, uh, you know, even a very sneaky stakes race that should be fun in race three, the Sweetbriar two, um, with the Malfi Coast and some other horses that uh, may be familiar to uh, people out there. So uh, tune in. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun on ABR myself, uh, Dan Torgeman and Don Lupel. Uh, Don, obviously, longtime uh, paddock host at Woodbine, kind of took a uh, siesta to do some crazy things in the sports wagering world, including hosting a podcast with Warren Sapp. But uh, she's coming back around to the horse racing world and right. the horse racing landscape. So.
0: That's That sounds awesome. I'll be tuning in. I, I will be shit posting all over that chat just for anyone uh, because my dad didn't hug me enough as a child, I suppose. All uh, right, that is it for us on the Notorious O.T.V. Thank you so much for J.D. Fox for joining me. This has been awesome. Uh, make sure you check him out 4 p.m. Eastern on the, uh, I guess, the the end of the road or the Path to the Plate on uh, ABR uh, this Sunday. Uh, thanks a lot. We'll catch you next time on the Notorious O.T.V. Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.